happy summer solstice, friends. Is I'm so really? happy to be here today. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like six days later, but nonetheless, five days later, but nonetheless, it's here. Summer. Oh, wow. Yeah, I definitely missed that. The best time of year. Some people think it's a scam because people just associate it with not being at school, but I love the summer. I'm already tan. You can't tell on this. I always look right on this. Yeah. But I'm tan. I like the summer, but, but I think I like fall more like spring fall are like my favorites. You're into Christian girl fall? Christian girl fall. What's that? That's what they call it when they have like the scarves and the pumpkin spice. Mm -hmm. And then it (laughs) <laughs> the weather you know, is cooler, but I can still like, you know, I can be more fashionable. It's not 90 degrees outside and I'm trying to look good, you know. I just want to be at the beach, so bathing suits all day. But then I love like summertime and getting a tan and vacations and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, welcome to Pop of Color Pod, everybody. It's Ruby in India. And we are covering all of your favorite underrated Bravo shows with inclusive casts. Although we're going like a little mainstream lately because we're like, we've been touching on some Beverly Hills. We're going to talk about Girls Trip later. And those aren't, those aren't underrated. Yeah, those aren't underrated. But our main focus has always been on at least two shows with, that are underrated with inclusive casts. So whether that's Love Match uh, Shots of Sunset. What else have we covered? Um, Below Deck, Below obviously. Deck, yeah. And uh, Family Karma. Can't wait for uh, that. Married to Medicine. Married to Medicine is coming July 10th. July 10th. And Below Deck Med is coming July 11th. So uh, Less excited. Less excited. but Captain Sandy yawning. I know. And, you know, Sailing Yachts, you know, the finale was Monday. And then... Down under their finale is coming up too. Yeah, or, I think well, they already have the finale. I haven't watched it, but I think it was. Last they already week. had their finale. Their finale was this week too. So, because they're gonna do below deck under on Bravo after oh, Med. But anywho, we're gonna do like a little best and worst, or like favorite and least favorite roundup from all of our shows because this was a long week. We had our mm-hmm. little love match, Atlanta next week at. Or, tonight is the as we're recording is the season finale and then we'll do our wrap up on sailing yacht and we'll do some housewives of beverly hills in dubai and then we'll give a little more attention to girls trip because they were on one definitely and i only watched episode one because i know we weren't like gonna discuss and there was so much you know so much stuff to cover that i didn't want my brain to be jaded by the other two episodes yeah agreed same well, I had just come back from Miano Town, so I was like, I'm only going to do one because I want to savor. I want to savor Bluestone Manor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every definitely. inch of that textured, beautiful wilderness. Uh, what does she call it? A, a, a mix of Frankenstein and Marilyn Monroe? I'm like, okay, don't get that. But She said that about her own house? Yes. She said that was her inspiration. I was eating tacos when I started. So I just focused on not spilling. Mid crunch when she said it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh no, the salsa. <laughs> I missed it. All right. Well, let's start from the top with our little love match. Um, what did you have a favorite moment in the episode? Um, my favorite moments are all of the ones with Shay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 
the masquerade was like cute. Yeah. Um, I like that her little boo thing came and she was so excited. So cute. Um, but yeah, like that was kind of like the highlight. I feel like of the of the episode. I- my favorite moment was the quote when someone said, I heard Queen, so it had to be Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was one of the duo. <laughs> oh, wait, I heard Queen. It must have been Joseph. Um, but I also, one of my favorites was um, when they were doing, when the duo was doing the makeover for, at the beginning, for the palliative care nurse. Um, for Manushka. Thank you. you. You saw me. I'm like, how do I say that? uh Manushka yeah like um just kind of like the positive conversations they were having and like how hard she works and stuff like that and then just like you could just see her joy as she was getting made over yeah um, and everything it was just like such a fun moment to me yeah definitely because I felt bad when like that one date that she had oh no that was a date where she got her makeover I felt so bad after that date because that that guy was not into her she no. was not giving her eye contact. He was not trying to talk to her. I felt really bad. Like, Aww. no, Manushka, you deserve Manushka, love, girl. Baby. You deserve love, Manushka. <laughs> I was like, oh, get we, him off the Why screen. do you sound like Steve Harvey? Is he like a stone's throw away? Yeah, right. Like something. <laughs> but I was like, you can't even fake it for the camera. You're on camera and you look like you don't like her. Like So sad. Or even want to talk to her. Because you cannot like someone but be engaged. Oh yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same. I do it every week. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I love you. Um, I mean that's life, but ah, like, I'm done with you. That's life. You just didn't um, even try. I also like uh, when they were getting ready for the masquerade and like Shayla's lining up all her outfits, and Lamont goes, "You giving Delta?" <laughs> like a shout out to her sorority. I was right. like, um, I love that Lamont got his little confessional this week. Um, I'm hoping that's the sign that he'll be going. And I wasn't sure what his identification was. I mean, still don't 100% know. But to see him with his, like, boo thing and, like, them in a, like, they celebrate, them celebrating their one-year anniversary is, like, really cute. Oh, yeah. Um, My least favorite, like, I had two as well. One was just, like, the overall misogyny of Joseph. Mm -hmm. And, like, even before the fight at the end, that was, like, very staged. But, like, towards the beginning of the episode when he was just, like, like, he wasn't, like, really respecting, like, Paris's work. And he was, like, you will be rewarded soon. Like, talking to her like a dog. Yeah. I was just, like, ew, get him away. And then, of course, the fake fighting. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, an engagement doesn't change the core issues of your relationship. She wants there to be a complete work-life balance where you don't answer your phone and you take the time to, like, be with, like, you know what I mean? Like, spend time with her. And he also just doesn't speak to her respectfully. No. Ever. So I was not into that at all. I was not into him being like, they're recording. Can't you see all? Because she didn't dance with him because she was doing her job. It exactly. Was like, Get out of here, you little trash can. And then um, I also hated um, Ming's line because I was like, this seems like it's not good for your professional reputation at all. When she said she was trying to act like she knew Shay's boyfriend or like mm-hmm. Paramore, if you will. And she was like, I never remember a name, but I never forget a face. That is not a good line. If your whole job is like maintaining a network of contacts where you need to know people and like connect people into relationships. Yeah. How do you not remember a name? Yeah. That's just such bad business. Like she's such a fucking idiot. I think it's bad business 
and like I think she's what I get from me to be trash but I'm just saying that like she doesn't realize that being an no no I I don't like Ming so I was about to go in as well like okay sorry (laughs) sorry I got I got heated no I don't I also don't like Ming she's my least even behind Joseph my least favorite person on this show at least Joseph yeah at least he makes us laugh you know Ming brings nothing so first off like I think that she thinks that she's funny I think that she thinks she translates well on camera and she does Mm -hmm. not like that Mm -hmm. BBL like I mean ATL is full of BBLs I can say people love a Brazilian butt lift here however like she just thought she was being funny like oh she's got a big butt I don't know what to do it's like that's not she's just doing too much doing too much and then the mm, I've I've seen you somewhere. Mm-hmm. I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm like you, you couldn't just let her have it. Like she always just feels like she needs to one up or make Shay feel like kick Shay at any yeah. point in time. Yeah, she's a bully. Definitely a bully, giving bully vibes, and she thinks that it's like giving her like translating well on camera, or like that maybe she thought she was gonna be the star of the show, and it's like actually no, that's not what happened. So yeah. She's all of my favorite least moments. I was gonna say something too harsh. I'll I'll tell you offline later. <laughs> it's like even I caught yourself mid like I went ooh. <laughs> I said ooh, don't say it, don't say it. Um, but yeah, I was like excited with the what's it called masquerade. I love Shay like getting her time with her man and like mm-hmm. living it like because that's also how you should be. Is like even if you've been like scarred in the past, is like just enjoy every moment for what it is. And I right. It, I'm getting the sense that she's doing so, which I really enjoy is like embracing her life for what it is. I was surprised at how much it touched me when the duo was talking to you about like the potential, the potential for Kelly to have to move away because of her boyfriend. Yeah. I think she's going to be the type that chooses the career over the man, but we'll see. Uh, It would be an interesting storyline next season as well. Yeah. And I wonder how that would work. Like their dynamic, if they never live in the same state. Like if they choose exactly. to TV, you know what I mean? Table it, um, put put a pin in I it. I could see, I could see. Okay, Shannon Mador, put a right. pin in it. Gina, put a pin in put it. Put a pin in it, Gina. A pin. <laughs> but I loved how whenever she would do the hand gesture for put a pin in it, she was actually taking the pin out. She was right. like, put a pin. So she was trying to throw a grenade. She pulled the pin from the grenade. Right. That's what Shannon was really saying. She said, "Gina, you're a grenade. Get out." Uh, wow. Wow. The way I just digressed. The, the metaphor there. The, the hidden meaning. <laughs> yeah, there were lots of layered messages. I see you, Shannon. I've been rewatching Orange County, as you guys see on our Instagram. Oh, me too. I'm on season 12. Me too. Peggy. Just as for Peggy. She was actually yeah. funny. I think, I think Peggy was like, that cast probably would have never been because they've always been racist. But like, that cast was not ready for like somebody of a different culture. Um, because the microaggressions are just everywhere with the way they treat her. That, and she doesn't understand some of what they say. So, like, she takes things, like, she'll take it very, very seriously or, like, say one thing. And then yeah. Tamara will be like, so you're on Vicky's side? She's like, no, I'm not on Vicky's side. I'm just saying, like, exactly. get over it. And like, also because, yeah, she doesn't have that nuance or she's not playing any games. And so they would just flip out and they don't understand that she's just being straightforward and clear. I love when she exactly. pinches Megan's mouth shut because that needed yeah. to happen. <laughs> Just Maybe be like this. Disaster that season. And I love Deco too. But yeah. uh, where were we? Wow, we've traveled the globe back to Atlanta, back to yeah. the ATL. 
So sure. It was a great episode. We got one more left. <laughs> oh, we were talking about the, we we're talking about the multiple cities. Okay. So I think like, especially now that we have this uh, pandemic society in which we've learned how to adjust remotely for so much, mm-hmm. I could see, I think that she could live in Detroit, like let's say 80% of the time. Well, the kids have to graduate school. I think she has teenagers. Let's say it's two years for them to graduate. She stays in Atlanta for two years so that they have stability. And then she goes like Detroit 80%, Atlanta 20, and just does big events for the company and like just, you know, constantly works through that with Tana. I think that will work too. That's Tana. Yeah. No, I think that will work because they do have, well, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I was going to say, I just think that that would work because they're just establishing their business in Atlanta and moving it from Mm -hmm. Charlotte. So that'll give them more time to like, get everything, all their ducks in a row, hire staff so that they can afford to just be able to like take more time off. And then mm-hmm. when her kids graduate, like you said, spend most of her time in Detroit, come in town for like quarterly meetings, the big events, exactly. the big things that they need to do. And then that's it. Yeah. You're welcome, Kelly. Call us. Do a five-year plan. Yeah. We can do that five-year plan with you clearly. And then she could set up a new spot in Detroit and yep. help the people. Exactly. I can just keep Hello, it's called an empire. Uh anything else on Love Bench? That's all I really took away from it. Um, no, that was it. Honestly. I can't I can't wait for Sasha's disaster client, new client. Oh my gosh, who was her client? I forgot. That girl who was like, I make a lot of money and I want a guy to make a lot of money, but oh, I don't want who's her to... friend. Who's her friend yeah. too? And I don't but I don't want him to have a bad attitude and think that he's better than me. She was weird. The Crystal Recce, oh my God, that touched my soul because I got Crystal Recce done before, like after a breakup, mm-hmm. after college. And she was like, your heart chakra is closed. And I started bursting in tears. This girl. Because my heart the chakra was was a lot closed. for me though. Yeah, but the Reiki was a lot for me though. I I believed it, but you know, when you, it's like so serious, you start laughing yeah. out of nerves. I started laughing. <laughs> a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> i was just like oh i think that i'm like is that your Libra or is that your aquarius screaming because my younger sister's an aquarius and she will laugh like she doesn't take anything seriously i don't know i have a i have no emotional placements brooke has um, no i don't know if she even listens to this but she has like no um no empathy like her empathy is just I have empathy, but I just got weak watching it. You know, when it's like at a distance yeah. and you're just like, that's a lot. I mean, my sister cares. Like she'll, she'll, she'll like do things like, caring, but she's just like. I trust, I trust Shay because like, she's very uh, trained in everything. So yeah. I trust her, but I still giggled. Cause also it's like one of those times where you're like, is it staged? Because it's her friend. Like she knows things about her friend that she wouldn't know about. Yeah, like I wanted to, I would want her to see do Reiki on a client that she doesn't know personally beforehand, you know, and yeah. that as well as she knows that client. That's very fair. And so then that's why I got the giggles. Um, I'll tell you, I was at a bachelor party this weekend and I was laughing so hard. And one of my friends was not laughing because they were sick of a conversation and I did not pick up on those cues at all. They also didn't signal. So I just kept <laughs> the bit going and I was just like, yo, next time you got to make a look and be like, we're done with this. And I'll move on. But if not, I'll keep going for days. They, I think you're entertained by me being entertained by myself. Like, Yeah. Oh, no, I literally said that earlier. I was like, I love laughing at my own jokes. And I was like, <laughs> God, something's wrong deeply inside. Um, but also, like you were saying about the empathy, uh, 
Cause it was like me two of my best friends from high school. And then the bride's other friends who I didn't know as well. And at some point I just started saying some shit like, yeah, I don't care. Just get out of my way. And they were like, Ruby is so mean. And then, <laughs> and then one of them clarified, I was like, the thing about Ruby is she's so thoughtful and such a good friend, but then she just goes on and says some shit like that. And I was like, I don't know. I just say wild shit all the time. I don't really think about it. <laughs> I don't think about its impact on the recipient. So, you know, it's selective empathy, I think. Yeah. Selective understanding. <laughs> like we all do, guys. Don't be fake. Okay. That's facts. All I right. Judge or the jury. Oh. <laughs> so then we go to the sailing yacht finale. Um, I didn't have much to say except for my least favorite part is Daisy's continued vibe of like, pretending she's turning down Gary every time he hits mm-hmm. on her and she's like oh get off me and like oh I don't want to like I can't say that like that whole time at the beginning of that yeah. episode and I was just like I roll on I roll on I roll because the minute that they started taking pictures with the bouquet that bitch was lit as a Christmas tree right she was Rockefeller Plaza December <laughs> <laughs> New York City lit <laughs> ah she was excited. Yeah, no. As we learned yeah. later when she and him try to fuck. It, that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so stupid. And we were wondering, because we we said, we were like, why are they faking us out? Why are these producers making us feel like they're going to hook up? It's clearly Garlet. I surely thought it was Scarlet. Not Garlet. I just said Garlet. Woo! Clearly Scarlet. Clearly Garlet. Garlet. I mean. That's Gary and Scarlet's couple name. Garlet. Yeah. It's You're clearly welcome. yes. It's clearly garlic, but it wasn't. It really was. Dairy. It was dairy. It was team dairy. Yeah. Which what did I call it? Gazy? at the beginning of the season. How I, I did I call it Gazy? Was the episode called Gazy or something? Well, some people might like that one better. I prefer saying dairy. Same. Dairy. Some people don't have the vision we do. You know. Clearly. And and for them, I feel poorly. I feel terrible. And then my favorite part was Ashley actually proving herself professionally and getting her promotion. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy. I was happy to see the growth arc on like, she got all the shit together for the wedding, put people in their place, you know, organized everything, knew how to act in front of the guests. It was I such thought, a big, I knew you could do it, Ashley. But then again, my other least favorite part was when she started eating drunkenly again. <laughs> Grilled cheeses. <laughs> the amount of times I've had to see this girl open her mouth like a Mack truck in the street. <laughs> and Scarlett just looking at her like, what the fuck? That was the second time Scarlett has looked at, like it was the exact same scene twice. Like her in the spaghetti <laughs> was the exact same scene with Scarlett being like, no, I'm good. With the yeah. grilled cheese and that monster, she had put like 50 layers of cheese on the panini press and pulling up grilled cheese. Like, <laughs> By by grilled cheese, I mean like actual cheese that was grilled with no bread on it. Exactly. Like she just hunked whatever she could find. That girl is a that girl is a forest creature. Seriously. Chomping on that cheese. It was terrifying. So that was mine. Did you have any other favorites or least favorites? Um, so favorites were to see how much money they made that season. Like over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's the Capricorn in me. I also liked that the guests gave them that big bottle of Clico. I just love people that like 
give yeah, back. I like that. Know? I liked that a lot too. Like it means so much because I always give like, for example, my clients closing gifts, but when they give me a gift back or like a great review, I feel like, oh my gosh, like you care about me too. Yeah. So those are my favorite moments. Um, I wish that I cared about Ashley's growth, but then I also think that the lead stew thing was like ridiculous because it's like, huh? Like that's not even a real role. Yeah. I mean, it was all mostly ceremonious, but I do yeah. enjoy that. Like she did get her shit, you know, did prove herself. Yeah. Saying she could, but she wasn't really trying. And then she really. Yeah. They experienced was nice. Right. I just wish she didn't have to stab people in the back to get up there. Um, Zang. You're yeah. not wrong. And Marcos is always going to be my best moment. because. <laughs> A, Marcos is my gorgeous. favorite moment of the season. <laughs> gorgeous, but also he's such a great chef. Like, and he really goes above and beyond. I mean, yeah, he's also a Capricorn, so you know. So we know we relate. Yeah, um, Lisa, I love him staging the kitchen at the end. What a vibe! Yeah. What a vibe! Like, what, what a man! What, what a man. man! And he says, "What a man! Goes. What a man! What a man! What a mighty good man!" So okay, sorry. and he said, "Screw these boats! I'm never coming back. I got a new restaurant, bitches!" Like. Yeah, he was mm -hmm. really self-promoting and just making money for that, which is great. I commend him yeah. because I would do the same thing. Very smart. He already has like celebrity, like, you know, not A, but B minus C celebs going to the restaurant. So mm -hmm. he's networking. Um, also, the boys water fight. <laughs> boys plus Scarlet. I'm These like, bitches. They <laughs> are just They're five so years old. Committed. They're so dumb. It's so funny. Um... Let's see. Uh, my least favorite moments were, um, what were they? Um, well, one is I'm not a very least favorite moment, but all their dresses are beautiful. I think Ashley looked great. I think mm -hmm. um, Daisy looked amazing. I think Kelsey even looked great, you know? Scarlett's <laughs> dress looked like it was from, it took me back to our college days of like the mesh in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, did she gather this dress from 2013? It, it was very Charlotte Russe. It was very Charlotte Russe, very 2013. Like 21 at the outlet. When we used to go to the club invest and- um, Oh, those times. Yeah. Gee whiz. And like prairie, little house on the prairie type of dresses and like mesh in the middle. I had a dress that looked yeah. like Scarlet's. So <laughs> from college- Collect the receipts. <laughs> Posted or it doesn't count. No, not right now. I, I have a picture with Amber and, and Jossie in one of them in it. <laughs> oh my god, I please send me it. that. I'll cry. I have I'll to find river it. like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's amazing. What a time to be alive. I okay. just think about yeah, I think about a lot. I was really into the tunics and leggings in college. Love comfort it. was always number one. I, I was like, I can find a stylish way to be comfy. Uh and it was a time. It was just what a way to exist, you guys. Yeah, I mean, leggings are still a vibe, but you know. But in a different way. Like yeah. now, now your ass is out. You know, before yeah. you would not have your ass out because mm -mm. they were too thin. Yep. Um, I remember uh, one of my friends like hugged me around the waist once, uh, and I was wearing like leggings, and they were literally up to the top of my rib cage, and I didn't want them to know that. Like that's why I was like, you know, giving body. And he hugged me, and I was like, ah. <laughs> I just Ooh, too much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like uneventful little finale. 
Um, but it was all cute. It was very real world as they all yeah. by one. I'm like, Gary and Daisy better hook up this next season or, or we're over it. We're over it. Okay. Hook up or yeah. don't. Hook up or shut the fuck up about it. I don't care if it's true love. Exactly. I don't like that shit. Disgusting. <laughs> wow. We're such peaches today. All, all right. right. On to Beverly Hills, darling. She, she, she. Uh, one of my favorite moments was drunk as fuck Erica, drunk slash Xanax as fuck Erica, when she just started rambling and she's like, if this were my boat, I'd say, can I have chocolate chip cookies for breakfast? And then I'd order a salad and then a protein for dinner. <laughs> she was just like going through her food journal. But I would also like chocolate chip cookies for breakfast every day. So Yeah, that would be great. Also, what made me laugh, one of my best moments was them all talking about, like, if they got sung by a jellyfish or Erica being like, if I get sung by a jellyfish, pee on me. And then D- Diana really got sung by a jellyfish. <laughs> and what did Erica say? She said something like, um, I like peeing on, let me pee on you. They'd probably be a fetish or pee on me. Probably. Yeah. Like she was saying she'd be turned on by a pee. Right. And I don't know if it was (laughs) who said, huh? Like, but they were like, (laughs) she's like, you heard me. (laughs) (laughs) I love when and Kyle went up to tell them and she goes, you look really concerned. Garcelle (laughs) really worried over there. Erica. I just love when Kyle's giving people shit. Like it just yeah. giggles so much. Was so I think fun. Erica being drunk was my was probably the best moment of that episode because and everyone fucking with her while she was drunk. Like Kyle throwing bread on her. Yeah. The counting Kyle, like how long her sleep would last and they counted to ten. <laughs> Kyle is was peak my favorite kind of Kyle this episode where she's just like bumming around and like having fun and just being goofy. I loved it. When she laughed at Dorit because she was being long-winded. Yo, I've never screamed so hard when she went to spit her champagne out. Because it's so true. Because at the end, Dorit goes, and that's all to say. And then she's like, (laughs) and lost it. And I love when she was like, Kyle was like doing Erica voice. And then um, when she goes, I can't, because like everybody was like going to bed really quickly. And she's like, I can't stand when people are boring. We're on vacation losers <laughs> it's just like peak me i'm like we're here to do things like we're here to have fun right I also, I also love when garcelle told Sutton that her dress looked like a wedding she's like you look like a bride Sutton was so pissed everybody's like yeah you do like i just love how everyone jumps like, say it again i'm gonna hit you with my purse <laughs> Sutton, mud pie messy uh my least favorite thing was Diana not being interested in anything. Like just always like not interested in talking to Garcelle and Sutton, not interested in hanging out with the other girls. Like when she had to jump off the boat to be drama. That's when I did realize she is a Leo. I was like, okay, attention. <laughs> like how fucking desperate are you? Uh, yeah. I was just like very over her. And I promise it's not coincidental with like her racist disparaging comments against like black creators. It just happened to be the same week we find out that bullshit is when you also are just starting to see like the threads go loose with her. Wait, like, I'm sorry. I missed that. She, she, I, I'll find it for you. Like someone's, you know, said something rude to her, you know, in a comment or maybe something shady to her in a comment. And she said like, how unfortunate it must be to wake up being a black creator, blah, blah. And then she's like insisting that it's a language bear. Like 
she did like a really weird apology and um, Crystal, you know, Crystal, the morality police had like called her right away and been like, what did you do writing this? And she's like, Crystal told me like that what I did was wrong and I had no idea and I'm so sorry. And people are like, oh yeah, sure. Like to, to like mix up saying like, it must be miserable to wake up to be a black creator. Like, that's basically what that, you're That's saying. lost in translation. Sure, that, sure. Half, I can't half of that be lost in translation. Can't be. I'll, send, I'll send it to you later, but it just happened to coincide that like the week all of that came out, like I was starting to get over her already because she's really not trying to interact with people. And she's like claiming that it's them being the, what do you call it? Um, she's claiming like that they're self-absorbed, but she just doesn't want to talk about things that she doesn't want to talk about. You know what I mean? So she's yeah. not doing like a, she's not giving her, she's doing kind of like how I feel Garcelle was her first season a little bit, which is why I wasn't like super into Garcelle at first was because she was kind of like, Oh, people will come to me and ask me about me. And I don't really need to do any effort back. And I think she's just used to that. Yeah. And it's like, big. but then again, I like try to give Garcelle a pass because she was the first black person on the show. So she probably didn't know how to maneuver or fi- found her footing. But Diana is just, I just think that she, I think there is a language barrier and a communication, a huge communication barrier because for example, when she was talking about her brother and her brother being killed in the army and then yeah. Sutton just tried to relate and was just like, it's hard when you don't get to say goodbye. Yeah. Like just trying to like empathize. She was like, Sutton just brings everything back to Sutton and she just wants to talk about herself. And it's like, exactly. that's not what that moment was. That's given. not what that was. Yeah. Or when Garcelle asked like, hey, so why didn't you want to talk about your book? Felt like you kind of cut us off or didn't really want to talk about it. And Gar- And then she's like. I mean, Garcelle's the meanest person here. Like, she's the most uninviting. Un- exactly. Well, of course, after <laughs> you hear the comment she made and then you hear her say stuff like that about Garcelle, it's like, hmm, that seems like a weird mm. question. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we know people and their unconscious biases all the time. So For sure. whatever someone may say, it's like, huh, how did you decide that that's who you were going to choose too? And so that's what I'm saying. It's like in that conversation with Garcelle and Sutton, she wasn't really trying to listen either because mm-hmm. um, yes, there are language barriers. And like we said, like we're talking about just now a little while ago, like Peggy from OC, there's things people may misinterpret. No one's misinterpreting her. She's choosing to like perceive a lot of people's communication a certain way. And it's probably too, like, you also have to take time to care and pay attention and ask questions, which she doesn't mm-hmm. need to be doing. If you don't understand something, but if you want to, you'll ask questions. And she just doesn't. She just like, removes herself from any situation like to me she's very you know the whole elton john's party of it all is like she's very into like all the shiny things and all the superficial things and she can get on with people who are into just that you know yeah kind of like how we've seen in other shows people like you know bethany talking about like carolyn tinsley it's like they get along because they'll just talk about stuff i think diana is very into stuff and so like when you know i think she'll share stuff so that people go oh my god poor you or like blah 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 but she's not sharing it in order to relate to anybody yeah I think she's in her mind she's on the Diana show yeah you're on an ensemble cast and it only works if you cooperate with the cast because she also doesn't really ask about anybody else and I find it interesting that after we've heard about all the 14 friends drama that Crystal has cozied up to Diana very quickly and like clearly is still friends with Diana in real time very quickly so it kind of lends to the theory that everybody has about like Crystal always looking for the quote most powerful woman in the group. 
I mean, yeah, it's like Diana's the richest person there. So now that's what I'm going to seem wrong. With. Yeah. So sigh, my, how quickly Crystal fell. Also, um, this is kind of not off topic of Beverly Hills, but did you hear about Mauricio and um, Farah and Alexa yeah. getting that show? Their show? Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I think it'll be. Buying Beverly Hills. Someone yeah. was like, Someone's like, Kyle sold Kim's house, and now Mauricio stole Selling Sunset's title. Basically. You stole my goddamn house! I'm like, it'll be better. Yeah, and it's instead of Selling Sunset buying. So I guess maybe it'll focus more on, I don't know, because I'm thinking. No, I think it's just to change the name. Yeah, because I was like, no, it's Selling just for the Yeah, because I was like, no, Selling Sunset does buyers and sellers. But so the ripoff energy is crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, let's take a break here, and then we will discuss Dubai. Let's do it. All right. So let's get into Dubai. Uh, I only got through about like a third of the episode, but I had plenty of things that I was already like taken down because it was a lot for me. Um, Wait, before you start question, how do you feel about the season so far? Like, are you enjoying it? I like it. So the thing is, is that people are always concerned with like boring versus quote good TV, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to be patient. Like not every season can be like out the gates all the time because you need to like build interest in each of the, I call them characters, like character stories. Like you have to get to know them. Dubai, like the problem with new franchises now is like they know the formula. Like people watch the shows and then audition to be on the shows. So like they're trying to like be the GIF or they're trying to have the meme or whatever it is instead of just being themselves. And so, you know, someone like Ayan, I think will actually be better in the long run. But at first I was like, she's doing way too much out the gate. So to me, I like to back because we're getting to know like a new location that most of us don't know about. We're getting to know new people we've never met before. And so sometimes you just have to see the quote mundane stuff about that. First of all, it's not mundane, the rich as fuck. Like somebody's buying a $33 million license plate. Like that was a least favorite moment for me because I can't with capitalism, but it was also like, these are things that we need to like start learning about each character. I don't feel like I know a lot of them's true self yet. Like, I feel like it's been very prepackaged is my only concern. Yeah. So like, I don't feel like I really know Nina. I don't really feel like I know Stanbury because I didn't watch Ladies of London. So I have no frame of reference for her. I feel like I'm learning a lot about Ion and Brooks, which I like, um, Lisa is fine, but I feel like that whole business issue with her husband was very set up and fake. And so, and also like her not knowing about her money, like when she called him on the phone, it was giving Drew Sedora and like that episode a few weeks ago, it was just like, that does not look professional girl. That's embarrassing. So, so I like it. I like that we're getting warm, but I just wish that we were like actually learning in more depth. Like that first episode when we learned about everybody's culture, I feel like that was a cool first step. And then I think we just need to actually see them living life. And if their life is just shopping and parties, then okay, you know? But I think a lot of like newer viewers to Bravo who haven't been watching as long as we have want just like, I want to fight for no reason. It's like, that's not like the human concept. You don't just like wake up and start yelling at bitches left and right. And like those arguments have never impressed me. It's like when you have real drama, like we'll get to girls trip soon, but like the history Brandy and Taylor have 
has so much, the only reason those fights are so good on girls trip is because these people have so much history together mm-hmm. that built that up so that that's real emotion. Yeah. So, so I'm like, I, I don't, I don't need it to be like, you know, firing on all cylinders right now. Cause I'm just trying to get to know this world that we're building. Yeah. I think that I like it, but I don't like these BH1 love and hip hop like type of scenes. Like, <laughs> what is that? Dress. Like those scenes of like watching them get dressed and then oh, the montages that they're doing. Yeah, the montages, yeah, yeah. like the like it's just like, okay, this isn't giving Bravo. This is giving VH1 love and hip hop. And I can do without that type of style of producing or you know, like a uh, lot of people have been comparing it to selling sunset in that style too. Um, yeah. yeah, I think they're just trying to differentiate the show, like maybe test out new Ways energy because it? it's like a whole other world too. And so I think there's a way to do that. No, but I think that they have, I mean, I, I get that, but I think that they have a great formula going on with rugged and the way that the Kardashians rugged, whatever calls it rugged. So, Oh, I was like, I've never Um, heard of this. Rugged is killing me. Um, but the way that, and even the way that the Kardashians are doing their show on Hulu and it's more docu-series versus reality show. So they're giving okay. you they're like completely breaking the fourth wall and telling you like, we're the executive producers. So I'm going to look at the footage to make sure it's in line with like what I want to present not and it. not like spinning a narrative. Like, so I think that in the way that, you know, like ex-housewives or the girls trips, ultimate girls trips are doing where they're breaking the fourth wall and letting you know about like different yeah. things or like, you know, that are happening on the, like, besides what's like what we're going to see on reality TV, I think is the style of how people are going to have to like transform their platforms to stay relevant because yeah. Well, that's a huge thing they always talk about, right? Is that some of the conflicts on housewives are so hard because they're trying to not break the fourth wall. So Mm -hmm. like we talk about with Crystal, if you're not going to say the thing that happened, we can't sit here and have an argument about something and again, it's something that didn't happen because like Andy Cohen has said it for over a decade that his least favorite argument is the kind where they weren't filming mm-hmm. and so there's no footage to prove one way or the other about something so that people can form their own opinions. So I'm still convinced that Sutton didn't say anything because otherwise they would have shown the footage. They have the entire conversation both at night when Kyle was there and the next day when Kyle wasn't all on yeah somewhere and they've used plenty of like I look when we were watching these Orange County seasons I didn't realize how early on they had already begun using the flashbacks of previous seasons to like basically out people who were lying about either their behaviors or their demeanors and stuff but no I don't mind it I think it's just trying something new it's a different it's definitely a different world and so I think they're trying to give you that elevated sense of the lifestyle for sure Versus like with all due, Orange County is not that fancy. So yeah, we're, you know, we're not going to show Gina getting dressed in her Target outerwear, um, you know, on sheeny screens. Uh, cas- I mean, her casita. Um, yeah, we're not doing the Room Essentials casita vibe. So, you know, that's not worthy of that. But I think we're, they're yeah. trying to give a different, this is a different world. And so they have to produce it differently. And it might be a different production company too. And that's what the production companies choosing to do as well yeah it's giving vh1 love and because uh what's it uh miami is by like a whole different production company than a lot of the other shows that we usually see and so they have like a whole other vibe too i think 
they might have the same people as Married to Medicine. I can't remember. Don't quote me. But, uh, you know, each production company, that's like their choice. It's not like a Bravo thing. So yeah. that's probably what it is too. Well, they can um, skip it. But my favorite part at the point in which I stopped watching was I was really enjoying like Brooks doing like going through the mm-hmm. uh, floor plans for her salon and like talking about like creating like there's a gap in the market to have like a one-stop shop for people of color but also just like inclusive variety of services um because it's really hard to get that all in one place like she has to go all these different places so I thought it was a smart business plan and just like that she's like this is something I really enjoy and so and I have the means to do it so I'm going to do it so it was just like kind of fun watching her um I think she's going to become one of my favorites because even though she's messy as hell I think she's one of the more honest people. Like she's just putting it all out there, good, bad, otherwise. And so I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. It's like, I always prefer the characters who are their true selves um, and are not apologetic about it. And it's like, whether or not they're doing good or bad, they're fully themselves all the time. I definitely think Brooks is also growing on me because that first episode, I was like, yeah, I don't like her. Yeah, she was a gone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I actually do think that she's going to be like one of the valuable people on the show because she like, doesn't give a fuck. Like last week when she was talking about like the surgeries and stuff, I was yeah. screaming. She doesn't give a fuck. And like you said, with character development, I think her and Ayan are like the most like authentic as mm-hmm. far as like just being themselves and not giving a fuck. And I also yeah. like the way, like seeing Caroline be with her son, because I think that's like very endearing that like, yeah. you can tell it like hurts her feelings, like that he's being bullied at school and she wants him to like have socialization, like by riding on the bus and wants him to like go to public school and have these experiences, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think her as a mom is like, makes her more, you know, like gives her yeah. yeah. That's like whenever people talk about how much they hate Giselle from Potomac. I'm just like, I think when she wins me over, it's like when she's with her kids. Yeah. Because she's always fully present with her kids. And she was the only person on that cast who didn't have a partner to raise children with. Uh, So she did all of that on her, you know, Mm -hmm. at least for a long time. Like Karen, I think was presumably single for a time. Ashley's now single, but in the run of the show, she had been the only person without a stable partner in the girls' lives. And she still raised like three incredible kids. So It's like, you have to give it up to people who can do that. That means there's mm-hmm. more to them. Is she a terrorist? Possibly. <laughs> uh, is she lovable and has good qualities? Yes. Oh yeah. Garcelle. I mean, not Garcelle. Zell <laughs> is a terrorist, potster, instigator, just everything. Yeah. All wrapped up in big blonde bow. And then I was screaming when Ion was talking about how she was supposed to marry her hot cousin and she's like at least he was hot i was like girl you better stop talking right now <laughs> i think it was probably like her third cousin i know i know and i have i have relatives from generations past that have maybe done things in that vein so i'm not saying i'm removed from that but it was still like i could not hear i could not process when she said at least he was hot i was like girl stop get out of here chris saved her <laughs> yeah and she, that didn't, she didn't even want to she was like thousand dollar dowry i'm yours <laughs> i know they like they stuck a little too long on the dowry of it all it's like girl let's keep it moving i'm not saying that's not real but i just don't want to hear it oh it is so real i know i mean and it's real in other forms nowadays so that's why i was just like 
I'm stressed. But and on then, another level, on a good old Idaho man, on a financial level, I get it because the way she said it made it make sense to me. It's like your parents take care of you all your life. They spend all of this money. Yeah, they want some money from the family. For but sure. the men, but like when their sons get married, my daughter. <laughs> but when the sons get married, they don't get money back. No. So enough India. <laughs> it's about the patriarchy. <laughs> it is the patriarchy, but I, I, on a financial level as a parent. So I, it should be for all children. Well, yeah, probably for all children. But I then guess. you can't exchange money because then someone's always losing money. Look, it doesn't they make sense. Out. <laughs> move on, move on. What was your favorite and least favorite part of July? What was your favorite and least favorite part, you fool? The diary was my favorite. Sorry, that was me being Jordan. You drunken fool with your mug shot. The diary was my favorite. You're welcome. Are you kidding? No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God. I was like, India, I'm going to shut this laptop right now in fury. Well, you know, in Western world. No. Okay. So we're like, oh, what did you do to yourself? I scratched like, like a little bump on my face. Oh. Okay. Um, careful, man. What? So you got to be careful, man. I know these nails, my strength, these <laughs> fingers. <laughs> They've been ble- no, stop. Uh, what's your favorite? Not to circle back. A dowry in, in other cultures in America is like the female's parents paying for the wedding. Uh, that's why I was saying that it was real in other forms. Oh, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just... I would just rather my parents get the money rather than pay for the wedding. <laughs> Let's just not do a wedding. Correct. Let's just skip the wedding and you just pay my parents and we live happily ever after. All right, India. Can't wait for you to move to Dubai. <laughs> or Kenya, because that's where she was from. Yeah, that's like not even Dubai. That's like... Go, go shout out to the safari. <laughs> okay, what was your favorite least African favorite part? Thing for sure. Um, <laughs> unwell soul. Because some I may be very well, okay? Ayan probably thinks, like, oh, yeah, she's she's makes sense. She makes sense. She she makes sense. Um, anyway, uh, my favorite parts were Ayan and her husband, Chris, like, just having, like, a little date night. I like seeing couples, like, really being yeah. like. Yeah, well, see, I like those scenes where it's, like, a little more low-key, you know? Um, so that was a great moment. I also like seeing Caroline B, like you said, commercial real t- retail shopping, talking about her inclusive spa. I liked her endearing moment with her son. We already discussed that. Um, and then the birthday party was my favorite of them all because we finally get into some like drama that's not too much like that first dinner scene, the first episode, but just enough. And we see Lisa turn up on Stanberry because I cannot stand Stanberry. Um, oh okay interesting yeah so Samir was clearly wasted like I mean she was <gasps> drunk oh love when that happens I'm sorry yeah um and Lisa was just asking her why didn't you come to like my fashion show and Samir was like oh I was busy you know with the wedding or whatever she's like is that the real reason or is it because you just didn't want to be around um like Ayan, because the previous day, Sarah talked with them and said, like, you know, that was pretty much what it, why she didn't come. She didn't want to be around that energy. Mm-hmm. And so Stan Bear's like, no, I really had wedding stuff. And Lisa's like, mm-hmm, well, I just want, you know, moving forward for you not to group us together. Like we're two separate people and her drama shouldn't make you not come to my event and support me. 
Like sure. very yeah, clear. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime of their conversation, Ayan is talking to Stanberry's to Sergio and just yeah. saying, I really like you. Like, I love your energy. Them just both saying, like, I really like your energy, whatever, whatever. So then after they finish talking, Stanberry goes like, so you're one of them now. And Lisa's like, what do you mean one of them? Like, what is that supposed to mean? And Stanberry just starts like being petty, like, and it just escalated from there. And like, she leaves and Ayan was actually in the bathroom when it all happened. So when she came back, Lisa's like talking to her about it. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand why she's being like, you know, like why she has such an attitude, whatever, whatever. Stanberry comes back and denies saying any of that. She's like, I didn't say any of that. What are you talking about? Oh God. Stanberry also said, she was like, um, cause after she said the them comment, Lisa was like, no, we're cool. Like, and they were just like, you know, like giggling, laughing her and Sergio. Yeah. And she was like, well, is, are you going to suck his dick tonight? <gasps> <laughs> and Lisa was like what the fuck I'm done she was like no that's not my job but if it were he would not come back to you like he would <gasps> not come back to you what she I said that in her confessional. but she said in her confessional not like oh that's that's not as good India yeah when people doing the confessional nah you need to be but able in person to Lisa did turn out she was still like what the fuck like what are you talking about like Lisa was angry. That's my only thing with Lisa is like, she's doing the housewife where it's like in front of people's faces. She doesn't do a lot. She just talks a lot in the confessional. You got to do both. You got to have a balance. She did talk a lot. She actually did talk a lot at the the birthday. Like she was definitely coming back at Stanberry, but she just didn't say that comment, but it was definitely a tip for tat, like, or not Mm -hmm. tip for tat, but back and forth exchange where Lisa was not having Stanberry shit. Like I'm not taking your shit right now. This is not. I mean, that's fair too. Yeah. I was like, had high hopes because a lot of people that I Bravo people really liked Stanberry on Ladies of London, I guess. Cause she was just like, really like a fireball. Mm -hmm. I still never watched it, but I would like to one day, but with what time uh but she was apparently like a really good character on ladies of london so i feel like it's not a great sign that she hasn't really tried to like incorporate herself into this cast i think she probably just thinks she's like the star without doing anything and again it's like we were just talking about with beverly hills you need to be part of an ensemble Mm -hmm. it's not the stanbury show and so she needs to like work with you alone are boring as fuck you don't look like you like Sergio y'all look no, like I don't think yeah. she likes him at all and the baby conversation was giving me anxiety yeah very much and the way she talks to him because she was like he's such a girl like you know just like very much emasculating him yeah well just like, like well yeah it's just like you can't be super heteronormative if that's your partner and like he's of another culture you know where I think there's yeah. like a little more of a blurred line like I'm, I have no takes on him, like in sexuality or anything like that. But like, if he does things that are like in like the default world considered effeminate, like you should be embracing him for whoever he is versus like just putting him down. Cause it's like, you're, he's the one that's fucking you. So right. You should be enjoying fucking his dick, apparently allegedly so. you may or may not be sucking his dick. And so <laughs> you should be like enjoying whoever he is attached to that dick I guess right that would be my thought but who am I to say I'm here single as Pringle so yeah so I guess I should learn how to put people (laughs) down and then I'll have dick all around me (laughs) that is the key um but yeah those are my favorite moments all right 
Drum roll, please. Girl Strip 2, like, delivered as promised. Delivered. I was so excited to, like, I, it just felt like we were back at home. Like, Bluestone Manor is such a vibe. Yeah. I think my, I'll start with the least favorites, and then we'll get into, like, all the fun parts. Um, I was already over Tamara and Vicky playing dumb from the beginning when they couldn't mm-hmm. pronounce Massachusetts. So I was like, here we fucking go. This is why you were fired. Like it's just so outplayed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and I don't even know what, but I said, Vicky's the worst is just like, was my general vibe. Also the most disappointing thing to me, the theme song. It was so bad. There was no housewives in the Island, baby. There was no welcome to the island. It was very like, what is this? Is this a murder mystery? They should have had a song. You know how Southern Charm is like, like they should have had like a welcome to the book show. Like a lot. They should have had, no. You know what would have been the funniest? If they made Luann record a cabaret that's like, in the bookshelves, we keep our secrets it's to ourselves, and it's we happening. call each other sluts and boys and drunken fools. Like she would have, oh, like it should have been because the music worked, but it needed words to make it pop. This opportunity you know? to me, the music didn't even work. The music sounded like they were a part of a murder mystery. I mean, it was giving clue for sure. <laughs> <laughs> It was Eva with her weed in the library. <laughs> it was Vicky without a vaccine in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. So much. It was Dorinda passed out in her bed. It was naked by the pool. Party <laughs> exactly. <of water. laughs> like all of it, like they could have just done so much. And then I was so excited to see Len, the house manager, because she's been with Dorinda for a million years. And so I was happy to see that she's alive and well. Um, And then I died at uh, (laughs) when Dorinda was like, we've made so many happy memories here. And they did the sequence of like every time somebody was unhinged in that house. It was like three straight minutes. That was my favorite montage. Like, my no, mine was you drunken fool with a mug shot. <laughs> Durin, I, I forgot, I'm sure it's on YouTube. I'll find an edit of like all of Dorinda's uh declarations when she's blasted because those are the best. And everybody was like doing a lot of stuff. I liked seeing Tamara scared of Brandy in the beginning because Tamara needs to learn what it's like to be afraid. So I enjoyed that. Um, I like that Taylor's much more outspoken ever. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's so weird seeing Taylor's daughter be 15. <gasps> she's so, so cute. Old. So pretty. So gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like, I hope she's okay. Yeah. Um, that's just like always what I was thinking about. And then, um, Dorinda's stirring the pot already. Cause like, I can't remember what it was, but like, you know, she went to like go investigate the Tamara Vicky Taylor side. And then she, no, she, she called Brandy. Brandy's like, Brandy did what Brandy always does, where she's like, I'm scared to meet this person. I'm I already victim. pissed off. I'm a victim. And then um, she goes to like Tamara, Vicky, and Taylor, and it's like, we have to be nice to Brandy. She's scared. And they're like, oh. And I was like, look Here at Dorinda. She got that ladle and she's stirring. 
Um, but I was actually fairly team Brandy minus the Taylor stuff, but like in regard to like just who she is, like, I like Brandy a lot so far. Watch me change my mind in two more episodes, but she's the most unhinged person I've ever encountered probably ever. And I, I would, think she, and I don't think she means wrong at all. I like, I think she's just I think she just has no control, no filter, no control, no self-control, just says what she thinks, does what she thinks, doesn't really think about other people when she says stuff. Yeah. I don't think it comes from a malicious space, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, she's not being, she's not malicious, but she's also not considerate of anyone. Yeah. She is a bull in a China shop, which is also what Vicky is. So it's kind of like weird that they, it makes sense that they don't vibe because you can't have the same role. Vicky yeah. was just doing too much when she came into the house and was like, everything's scary. And what do we do here? Like, that's just so tired. Up, like, girl, we retire the whoop it up. Retire the whoop it up. Sorry that you got dumped after over a year of not getting dicked down. Like, just so much stuff. I was weak yeah. that Eva is like the fangirl of the show. Like, she is not a cast member. She's like, Miss Gunvalson is here. And oh my God, Brandy. And like, <laughs> like she's just so excited to be invited somewhere. Like, oh my gosh, Vicky. Like I, she was just totally fangirling. And Vicky's like, who, are, who is this? Who is she? I was like, not feeling that. Cause you know that that's just Vicky being. Right. Exactly. Alive. I'm like, you know who she is. Shut up. Well, no, I don't think she does. I don't think she acknowledges. Like, I don't think she's ever watched any of the black cast shows. High key. But like, I mean, she knew who was going to be on the trip. So she knew that she was from a show. Yeah. Well, no, she knew she's from a show, but she doesn't know. Like, I yeah. really don't think she knows. I, I bet you that the only person in Atlanta she knew was uh, Nini. Yeah. I bet. And Kim. I bet you a hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, it's very interesting seeing Phaedra in a likable role considering her past on the show. Everyone's really glossing over that one. I'm like, yeah, she just accused somebody of being a rapist on national television, but let's just just get into her being like sultry and friendly now. Yeah, they're giving her a second chance. But But I really like Phaedra's needed. No, I was going to say, I think Phaedra's needed because she brings like the comedic. It's wild that the person who like falsely accused someone of rape is one of the most likable people on the cast. (laughs) Uh, I, 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 I think what I liked about Brandy is like as she was arriving too, you can tell that she's really respectful of like the crew and staff and things like that, where yeah. you know that it's a very easy to not be that person um, after a certain point. And just like she was really friendly with her driver and it was very sincere. Yeah. Um, she was really respectful to like the butler, like all these things um, where she doesn't have to be at all. She could be like polite and just like, you know, very short but she was like very enthusiastic like hi I'm Brandy it's very nice to meet you and you could just see kind of like a warmth to her right or even Um, she got back or was telling the driver like on our way back we'll get burgers exactly like she really was like a present person which I think is very rare um especially like when we see like a tyrant like Vicky stomping around Tokyo you're just like oh fuck here comes her I find it very concerning that like Taylor is already very attached to Tamara and Vicky by way of like you know living in the same area yeah also taylor's uh uh procedures on the face are not ideal i'm not trying to be that girl right now but yeah her face was really alarming uh this episode yeah and just knowing she had reconstructive surgery i wonder where well no she had reconstructive surgery on her jaw from when russell broke it 
um, when he was abusing her is what she was referring to. Yeah, that wasn't the bad part. It was the The bad parts were all elective procedures. Yes, is that. She needs, she Um, probably should go the Vicky Shannon route and just tighten it up. Yeah, I think that's all. I think she should take a lot of the filler out and then just pull the loose skin for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, I feel really reductive in that whole conversation, but I had to say, uh, question because I had a thought on this. I was like on team Dorinda. Um, so if you are engaged to someone and you all break up, what do you do with the ring? I mean, honestly, I would probably give it back because it's like, I don't, I would give it back. I don't care. I don't want that you owe me anything or that I owe, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want you thinking like, oh, well, I told she keep the ring. Like, no, you can have it. Um, but in this case, Vicky pay for the ring. So I'm like. The way that she finally had to confess that because everybody had said it and she denied, denied, denied. Yeah. That he didn't buy. Like, no wonder he didn't want to be with you, girl. Him. Like you probably emasculated him to death. Well, he was not a good person either because he like went and like married a 20 year old like a year later. Yeah. But they're no, they're both terrible people. But I just thought that was so cringe that she had to like admit that on television. Yeah. Very. She should have been honest about it at the beginning and just said like, I'm the one who has the money for the ring I want. So exactly. Because she went on that whole, you know, that whole season of Real Housewives, like that whole season where she was getting well, engaged and all of this. It was like. Well, and I think too, the issue is, is like, if you care more about the size of your ring than like the content of the character of your partner, you get what you deserve. That says a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I'm very like, things need to be final and I don't want anything that would still hold that person present in my life. Good, bad, or like if we, the breakup was good, bad, or otherwise, uh, I would just not want it. And we're going to this too. I would say just for engaged, like maybe if it's somebody you're married to for several years and it's like a fine divorce, you know, yeah. and like you have children, maybe keep it for like the kids or whatever. Um, although if I was a child of divorce, I would not want <laughs> the ring that was for that union, but yeah, no, that's, but you know what I'm saying? Like maybe if it's like something for whatever reason that ended fine, but not for just being engaged because that's the person that presumably won't be in your life again. Right. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Uh, I, Brandy's saying, I looked up everybody's star signs before. Very me. Uh, my friend at the bachelorette got mad at me yesterday because I started asking people what their birthdays were and she doesn't like astrology. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't say anything. I just am taking notes. I said, I like everyone here for who they are already. And I'm just interested to see what the makeup is. And that's all. That's all it was. So yeah. I was, I very much related to that moment. And I, like I said, I was weak at Eva calling Vicky Miss Gunvalson. I was like, I hope that's low. You just kept shade. calling her that. I'm just like, like remember, remember what, did, what did she say about Cynthia that one time where she was like vintage model or something? <laughs> like the over 50 models. Yeah. One. I feel like that was like her, like being nice, but also giving low key shade to Vicky. And, um, Dorinda with uh, Richard the tree. I'm not trying to disrespect how people process spirits, but not Richard the tree. I really hey, was like, hey Richard, you're looking real tall. <laughs> you're blooming, Richard. I can't with you. <laughs> Richard, these flowers are a symbol of our love. I can feel it. Like sis is just on one about Richard. Oh, I can believe oh, in feeling his spirit in that area. But like talking to the tree is so much. 
She's a big externalizer. Yeah, but I'm. I feel like I would be Dorenda. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I mean, I do that. I'm like, I talk to my dead loved ones, like, but in sense of like guardian, them being my guardian angels. I thought you were about to say dead lover, and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I was like, oh. what? <gasps> I like. I have giggle fits today. Uh, but no, I, I understand that. And I find certain like representation of my dead loved ones as well, but not things I speak to. <laughs> I'm going to stop. It wouldn't involve anybody else in it. Cause she said that they were going to have like a ceremony for Richard, like in the tree. Oh yeah. The 10 year old. Like these girls don't even deserve that. Like that doesn't need to be on camera. They don't deserve that. They don't know Richard. Like I don't think Pedro was like, who's Richard? Who's Richard? <laughs> Girl, I was sent. I was sent when that happened. Um, and then my only other thoughts was that there's a one confessional where Tamara has like a high pony and a weird dress. And I said, she looks like toddlers and tiaras. Like that girl should not be having that hairdo at her age. She looked ridiculous. You're lucky I was slurping this drink because- <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. And then my other favorite was when they did the clam bake and Dorinda was talking about lobsters, but there's a sound bite where she goes, this is so stupid. She goes, I'm a cracker. Wait, who said that? Dorinda. Cause she was cracking the lobster, but you know when oh, yeah, yeah, context, she did say, I'm a cracker. When there's an out of context somebody, and you're just like, people need to listen to what they're saying. She was doing a lot of hosting. Because she just said it so definitively. She goes, I'm a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, yes. Very, very <laughs> like, okay, Eminem. Very affirmative of you. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just so definite and I was like girl you were on one I was just so focused on her cracking that lobster thinking like no one is doing this everyone is in these nice outfits or like you know like no one wants grease and garlic butter and lobster juice all over them who is doing yeah then the fact that she just like shoved that lobster tail down (laughs) it was nasty it was was like I mean normally you could take me to dinner first but you got this multi-million dollar mansion Mm -hmm, It was a lot. It was a lot. It was, it was a lot for me. I was like, Dorenda, is there something you need to tell? She was like, those juicy lips. I just couldn't resist. It was beyond. Yeah. I was just like, they're going to get freaky on this show. I think like it's giving that. It's going to happen. I mean, Brandy already talked about a naked party the first day and they're, they don't even know each other. I'm like, okay. I see. Where yeah. Is. I saw what she was saying though, too. Like of like people just need to be comfortable with themselves, but I'm also like, chill out. Y'all are you know, uh, I'm not trying to put like a limit on people's ages with behaviors, but you know what I mean? It's like, I'm 31 and I want to do shit like that with random people. I don't know. I'm not really a nudist though. You got to go to like a burning man or some shit. If you care about doing that, you know, like you got to go to a place where everybody's on the same page about it and on drugs. Yeah. you (laughs) And (laughs) clearly hammered on drugs out of their fucking mind. So that they won't realize that they're all naked and looking at each other's job. Yeah. Yeah, I would need to be on shrooms in order to like have any type of real interaction naked. Well, you heard it here first, gentlemen. Yeah, love's a good a good naked time on shrooms. Yeah, we'll only get naked if on shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious when uh 
what was Dorinda saying? She was like, I do the Catholic thing where I'm like, forget, forget, forget. And I'm like, damn, that shit is deep. That's me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she tried to do the clam bake. Dorinda just like wants people to want things as badly as she does. And she gets so personally hurt if they don't. Yeah. And you can't get like that because it's not personal 95% of the time. People are just who they are. And most of the time they're pretty fucking selfish too. So it's like, it's not because of you. It's because they're lazy and they don't want to mess up their outfits. Like you said, like they're being brats, but you can't take it that seriously. But you could have said like, I mean, she said clam bake, but no one knows what that means. So she could have said like, don't wear anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She should have said like, get napkins or do this. Or like, honestly, do the smart thing and just have the chef pre-do everything. Right. I also don't really want to open up a whole lobster. I don't want to like, I would want to do on TV. Like I'm a vain person. I don't want to do that shit on TV. I would do that in person. But you see, you know, like those like boil places, like the crab boils where they give you like a bag. I hate, well, I hate eating that firstly. I don't even like the taste. Well, I like the taste, but I just feel like I don't like the taste anymore because I'm working so hard for my food. You know that like when you cook and then after you cook, you're not hungry anymore because you just like, you're so exhausted. Like, yeah, you feel like you already ate already, like because you have been exactly because it was just so much it. effort. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like it was, it's just so much effort to like deal with that. I don't even want it. <laughs> exactly, I completely agree. I think it just it's too much. I love like well back in the day, you know, in that middle class life that I'm still in, but in that suburban middle class life. Uh, when you go to like the Chinese buffet and they'd have crab legs yeah, and you would just have like a thousand, I would just, I could eat that shit up or like that good old red lobster. Oh, I, I just love a garlic butter. But, but the crab boil is a lot of effort. Like those ones are not worth it to me. And like, weirdly, there's a bunch of those places in California now and Los Angeles too. And people will like act like it's the craziest thing they've ever been to. And I'm like, Okay. This is all the shit I saw for years. I'm not yeah. interested. Yeah. And I just don't think it's that good. Like it's not. Like we just said for what the effort is. No. Yeah. no. But I will say that on Instagram Explore, there's like all these clips. I the food clips I get on Instagram Explore are either sushi places very far away from me, like Vegas or Brazil, repeatedly. Or these weird like food porn videos of people dipping like huge chunks of crab meat into butter. <laughs> And I'm like, what? It literally looked like Dorinda when she put the meat in Phaedra's mouth, but it's like in the restaurant, like into the butter bowl. <laughs> and I was like, what does Instagram think I'm into at night? Like, I get those air sub videos where it's like chop, chop, chop. I get oh those. no, I watch everything on mute. So they know that I have to do visuals only. <laughs> but I was just like, this says a lot about me, but I'm really excited. Uh, we'll figure out audience we'll figure out if we're going to do all three of the new episodes this week or we'll do some highlights we'll catch up so that yeah. we'll week, week but we'll see how much we talk about each episode depending on how good it is yeah um, but I'm excited I think they're just going to be off their fucking rockers man yeah I same and I just feel like like this episode there was stuff to talk about but not really you know what I mean like we're, yeah. not they, to we're just getting to meet them we're gonna get cut off in a second should we just say goodbye then? Yeah. Bye, y'all. Oh, <laughs> <Just kidding>. bye. <laughs>